everybody this is rated r with leah and claire claire what does rated r stand for why leah i'm so glad you ask rated r sounds for really fucking bad (laughs) (laughs) so and this is the podcast where we watch b-rated movies b-rated movies and rate them um i'm leah i'm claire like know our voices now so you're not confused down the road um yeah we both um are theater majors, but um, we have really lazy voices. So, so we figured this <laughs> this is our true calling. This is where we this is where we were destined to be. Um, Leah, would you like to tell them what movie we're reviewing? Our inaugural our <laughs> inaugural film <laughs> movie is <clears throat> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> Wow, incredible, truly. Um, <clears throat> so we just watched that movie all the way through. Uh, this film is called The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, it was... Let's take a little look-see. How did specs? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes It's a parody slash sci-fi film released in 1978. It was directed by John D. Bello. And um, it's it's a series. It's it's got some um, some sequels. It's truly the most remarkable thing I think we've ever seen. Leah, how'd you feel about it? Um, currently snacking on some taco dip, so uh, I need to get my strength back up after watching that movie. Yeah, we um, we really we just we just turned it off, so we're still reeling a little bit. Um, I think it's hilarious that this movie is marketed as a musical dark comedy horror film. Dark comedy? Dark comedy. I don't see where the dark comedy comes in. I feel like dark comedy is more like, fuck, what's a good example of, like, dark comedy? Isn't that, like, more, like, morbid shit? Yeah, being like, like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna kill myself, like that. Right, like, this was definitely, like, just comedy. It was just, it was straight up campy comedy. Um, and we loved every second of it. We really did. I disagree. Also, shout out to Costa Dillon, who wrote this. Um, really, honestly, I think the best way to sell this movie is to go online and watch the intro to it, because... Even the listing of who's doing what is really funny, and they put jokes in, and, like, it's, like, for the entire production team and, like, the writing team and everything, it's Costa Dylan's name in, like, five different ways, pretending it's more than one person, but it's just them. Um, like, clearly this was... Sorry, not very Um, clearly this was, like, a middle-aged white man with way too much money who, like, just wanted to make a fucking movie. For shits and gigs. For shits and gigs. 
Um, if you're interested in the sequels to these uh, to this film, we have Return of the Killer Tomatoes, circa 1988, Killer Tomatoes Strike Back, circa 1990, and Killer Tomatoes Eat France, 1991. And I'm pretty sure the 1991, Eat huh? Eat France, yeah. Um, um, we've got. Yeah, it's a cartoon TV series, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which ran on Fox Kids. It was based on Return of the Killer Tomatoes. So this is this may be something that some of you grew up with in your childhood. Like they really made a a a whole just uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh my, a movement. This movie. Made a movement. We got a novel released in 1997 called Attack... It's a cult classic. It's a cult classic. It's called Attack of the Killer Potatoes. It pays tribute to the film. We got video games. We got comics. We got a book series. We got a Greek film that was called Attack of the Giant Moussaka. Made in 1999. That's racist. They made it in Greece, I guess. Isn't Osaka, like, Japanese? Moussaka. Osaka. Osaka is indeed Japanese. <laughs> but Moussaka, let's take a little a little Google. Don't worry, we'll get to the racist parts of this movie. Oh, there are plenty. Um yeah, Moussaka is an eggplant or potato based dish. <laughs> Ew, eggplant? Ground meat in the Levant Middle East in the Balkans. So it's around. Yeah, so that would like the like the Greeks are, are roasting themselves, I think. They're just making it more personal. Um, in 2008, a remake was announced. Oh my god. This is just, this is a lot. Um, so that's the, like, that's the backstory of this. Um, Leah and I wrote down our thoughts as we, as we watched. Um, I think this movie is trying to be Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, but with tomatoes. And I think that was executed excellently. I also, mean, they even admitted that. They were like, first came the birds, now it's tomatoes. tomatoes. And um, I think we should also mention that this film plays homage to many other great cult classics like Jaws. Jaws. There was um, a Jaws moment. There was a Superman joke, which was so funny. Super clever. Um... There were probably many others that we may not have have caught, but those are the two that I definitely, no question, were references. Um, actually, there's an opening scene with a woman whose tomato comes out of her sink and kills her, and that's a little, like, eh, 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 to me. Yeah. That's some, like, B-horror movie, yeah. horror movie stuff right there. I don't know if it's, it's referencing one particularly, but... Um, God, there's just, there's so much to say about this film. There's just so much to say about this film. I will say, um, there was a lot of tomato crushing in this, particularly in the theme song, in the intro. And my new dream job is to be official tomato schmusher. You could be like a props person on movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the gurgling noise that the tomatoes made? Okay, so the... Oh, that's another movie reference. I think it was trying to reference Gremlins with that. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. 
We have to watch it. I love that movie. Okay, that but they make this kind of like... Yeah. At least I think they do, if I remember correctly. I could be misremembering. Um, but I distinctly remember the gremlins making it... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry that I did that. <laughs> yeah, it was not cute. Um, but yeah, I think that was a... a Wait, when was... Actually, I need to check to see when Gremlins came out. Because... <laughs> I think that was Christmas. Let's take a little look-see. Um, no, no. Oh, shit. Many, like, five years after. Gremlins came out in 84. Um, so maybe Gremlins stole that from Killer Tomatoes. Maybe. And Jaws came out before that. And obviously we had some Superman stuff. Yeah, 75 was Jaws. But yeah, they make a noise reminiscent of of the gremlins and gremlin. Um, And they... They... The way that they are mobile is they just roll around. And the way that these evil tomatoes were depicted in this film is just really bad stop motion. Um, when they were, like, on top of people and, like, the stop motion was, like, them in different spots on the person making it look like they were moving. Moving and ravaging their bodies. Um, also, just some of them, sometimes the movement was just definitely someone rolling a tomato across the ground Yeah, many like, times. at the end, there was those, like, ma- okay, so they get bigger throughout the movie. Yeah, because they're um, genetically engineered. So by, by the end of the movie... These tomatoes are supposed to be rolling uphill, like, away from them. And you can tell it was just them filming it rolling down, down the hill, but back. But then they, they like, just reversed it. Reversed the, the footage. It was, it was truly a masterpiece. Um, it was ahead of its time. I think they took some big risks. And I think it paid off. Um, but I will say, now let's get into some of the race issues. Um <laughs> Let's have a little, little talk back about that. My first, um, my first comment is definitely the dubbed over voice of the Asian man. Oh, partic- to make specifically it sound more white. Yeah, specifically <laughs> a Japanese man. Um, that was a, I think that was a Pearl Harbor joke when he knocked over the picture of the SS Arizona and it fell into the fishbowl. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I was like, y'all, Pearl not, Harbor happened a while before this. Like, get over it. Not all of this. Uh, comedy was tasteful yeah and i mean like of course i'm sure everyone's gonna be like it's it of its time blah, 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 blah. yeah that's not, yeah that's true but it doesn't make it like it didn't age well is really just all oh, we're trying no, to say no, no. I um, mean, any like obviously any like serious stupid comedy movie is not gonna age well just oh, because no. of like because they gotta make jokes about the amount of like social change that's happened over the past even like ten years. Like yeah. so much has changed in our culture of what is PC and what isn't. Like we just had a really interesting conversation with somebody about white chicks recently, and I haven't seen that movie in a while. I um, still think it holds up. I think he was right, obviously. Yeah, but there like, were some things, but I mean, it like, it definitely still holds up. I think it's funny. Because it was one of the first... Thanks making fun of white people! Yeah, exactly. It was one of the first, like, the Wayans brothers were definitely leading that movie and making fun of white people. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, I really... I'm sure there were some iffy moments looking back, but it was 2001 that movie came out. Early. 
early. So, again, the culture's really different, and that was super <laughs> woke, as the kids say, for its time. Um, yes, that particular moment um, with the Japanese scientist was indeed a reference to Pearl Harbor because it was the USS Arizona um, yes. that was attacked. Um, so there's this one moment where there's a whole, like, fish thing. It's not even just a fish bowl. It's like a fish environment on the floor <laughs> of this very call? small conference room. Fish aquarium. It's a whole aquarium on this floor of this, like, closet-sized conference room. And the scientist gets up and he's talking and his, like, dubbed-over terrible, like, Godzilla-esque... What? Speech editing because no, that's how they did it. It was just a white man. It was just a like definitely more white voice. It was definitely more be. white, but remember in Godzilla they dub over English, and it's no. not matching up with their I don't their mouths that. at all. Look it up. I don't think I've ever seen Godzilla. Well, that would be why. Um, but then he knocks over a picture of the USS Arizona and it falls into this aquarium. And it was just... Like, y'all, Pearl Harbor happened in 41. This movie came out in 79. Move on. Get over it. Um, um, there was also a black Hitler. Yes. Um, he... I'm not sure his purpose in the movie besides dressing up as other things because later... He was a tomato. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be like the um, resident expert. Um, oh my god! What am I trying to say? Um, disguise man. He was supposed to be an expert in disguise. Right. I'm very tired and I can't think of words that so I I definitely know. He yeah he was Hitler for the first time we saw. No, him. he was George Washington first. And then. There was a brief moment of him as George Washington, and then he turns into Hitler. Then he turns into a tomato himself. I think the tomatoes ate him. I think they did. I think that's what happened. Because they made him a hot dog or something, and then he's like, can I get some ketchup? ketchup. And then he was like, no! A blue bar cover! And then you heard that. (laughs) Um, God, yeah, no, truly fascinating. Um, We got some sexist stuff in there, too. Uh, You're a woman! Use your sex appeal, basically. He was like, I like your attitude. Like, I like your gumption. I like your ass. ass. And we were like, uh, she was like, she's like, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Which, I I mean, I think in, I think the comedy, the intention of it at the time is also supposed to be It was just still obviously directed by a man. Yeah, it was still obviously directed by a man, but I do think that a lot of, like, the sexism and, like, the racial issues in this were also trying to make fun of stereotypical representations of women and people of color in films in a serious way because again this was a parody but again i'm pretty sure a white dude directed it (laughs) he looked his name looked kind of italian to me um but i will say if you just want to have, if you just want to watch something that's completely ridiculous, th- this would be the film. This would be the one. I think also we need to come up with a rating system. Right. Um. 
I would say we could use tomatoes, but we can't do that because then we'd get probably sued by Rotten, to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I mean, can't we just say it's rated really fucking bad? Yeah, it's rated really fucking bad. I will say this one. This one gets the rated really fucking bad stamp of approval. Yeah. Of sure. rated really fucking bad. Really fucking bad. <laughs> um. So at the end, not to spoil it, but at the end, the last scene is of a carrot in the ground. Mm-hmm. And the carrot says, they're gone now. And that's the end of the movie assuming that carrots are the next to take over but my question is do they have previous experience with the tomatoes where they have a rivalry because why couldn't they also come out while the tomatoes were i just have so many questions revolving me around too the and carrots. i feel like the carrots would win in a fight because carrots are particularly more stabby right. than tomatoes like, tomatoes are very soft juicy like physically i don't understand how they were hurting people but uh that's another thing that i want to know how exactly were the murders happening eating like do they have mouths somewhere that we couldn't see all they would do was like roll by them or touch them them. and then people would be like "Ah!" or they drink tomato juice and like choke to death they fucking asphyxiate right there so physically like how were the murders happening there's lots of questions that go unanswered. But again, this is not the kind of movie that is supposed to answer questions. It, they don't give a fuck. Not a single one. Um, there were a lot of great lines in this film as well. Uh, one of the police officers called another one a wiener. That was my favorite moment, I think. That's um, a good one. No, my favorite scene was when they were, oops, when they were um, trying to have the press conference not a press conference they were just having to have trying to have a powwow in that conference room that was the size of a broom closet there were like nine grown men and there was a very long bit of them all trying to get into their seats and climbing over the table and each other other. it was yeah that was that was really fun that was some like good old-fashioned comedy um my favorite part was the Luis mason Luis mason where they just kind of went back and forth and did a He ran thing. into her arms. He ran into her arms at the very end. They fell in love. As if they had known each other. I'm confused. They didn't speak. They didn't interact. They didn't see I, each other. Did not speak the whole time. Yeah. and All, all of, of sudden, her interactions with, with his sidekick. They, like, were in love with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. That's they just decided happens. at the end. And actually, her name was Lois, which is where Lois, the, yes. um, the... Superman, almost said Spider-Man, the Superman reference comes in right. because she's talking to somebody... And some guy walks by with some red sticking out of the back of his jacket. And he goes, oh, Lois. And she goes, oh, hi, Clark. And then he just smiles and there's some music. And it's like, do, 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 do. And then he, like, walks away. And then you see this old man pointing up to the sky, like, trying to get their attention. But Lois is having a freak out. <laughs> uh, it's because she's also a reporter to make that clear as to why that's funny. Other than her name being Lois is that she's a reporter. Um. You know, it was just a knee slapper. A good old knee slapper right there. Woo! Gotta love it. Leah, would you watch this movie again? 
No, absolutely. Like, in no universe. Like, maybe if I was, like, super stoned. Oh, yeah. But, like, even then I think I'd be bored, which is, like... That's... Okay. Saying something. My biggest qualm with this movie was how could it be so funny and so ridiculous, but so boring? Like, it was not exciting. Like... It was not. I just think they didn't... They didn't get the whole, like, swelling of the music enough, you know? Like, the Jaws part was probably the most scary, I'll give it to them, just because of the music, and we know yeah. that music, so they could have maybe used music more, and, mm-hmm. like, the attacks or something, I don't know, it just was, like, basically a tomato would roll up to them, and they'd be like, ah, ah! and then be dead. Yeah. Um, they yeah. did, they definitely focused on the bit comedy yes. more so than anything else, which, which makes sense for this kind of film, because it's a parody, and parodies are just stock full of bit comedy. Um, we did laugh, though. We both had some laughs. It was, yes. It, even if it was just purely from the absurdity the of it all. Yes. It's a big stupid idiot kind of movie, and I, I love it. I I'm here it, for it. I uh, would never watch again, but, you know, good to have watched. I think I would recommend to watch this movie, but at, on a specific occasion, not just on a rainy, what day is it? Tuesday? Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday? Tuesday? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday? Sorry, I took a drink of water. Um, not on a rainy, cloudy Wednesday afternoon. That's definitely more of a sad movie. Um, I would recommend watching Five Feet Apart on a cloudy day. I watched that last night and cried. Had a full breakdown. Right where Leah's sitting right now. Yeah, I'll never watch that. Don't watch it. I sobbed and i like burned around my eyes earlier this week with some like acne stuff so i was crying my hot salty tears and it was like burning my face so then i started crying harder because it hurt and it was just an endless cycle of me having a whole breakdown right where you're sitting yeah that sounds about right yeah um that's why we won't review those kind of movies on this uh on no, this podcast we really can't do it no leah and i only ever once in a while when we're really in the gutter. Yeah. I tried, I will never forget the time I tried to convince her and us as a family not to watch P.S. I I Love love You. you. And Uh, Leah was like, that looks cute. That looks like a good rom-com. I was like, it is not a rom-com. I was like, it is the furthest from a- ruined me. I was like, this is the only movie that I've ever cried at ever. Like, we can't do it. And the rest of my roommates Uh had not seen it. And I was like, guys, I, please, please, I know I'm dramatical all the time, but please listen to me here. And they're like, no, we're going to watch it. And we, we did. We all stared at each other crying sobbing. in our couch room. It was in a lot. living room, as they call it. Um, we have couch several room. couches in this living room, so it's our couch room. room. More appropriately, our couch room. Um, but we can, if we are all sitting on the couches, we can all look at each other while we're watching movies. Which it's awesome for the commentary. It's what birthed this podcast, truly. Um, yes. 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 Um. So that's my hot take on. That's our hot take. On Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, circa nineteen seventy nine. Um. Watch it to have watched it, and then never watch it again. It's free on Prime. It's included with Prime, so you don't even have to pay money. Yeah, do it for shits and gigs. Just for shits and gigs. When you get really high one day. Yeah. Maybe when you're high. Or, or, if you're, like, 
it's like a first date with somebody that you're like, no, I'm not into this person and you want to scare them away forever. So they never talk to you with you out without you having to be like, I'm sorry. I just don't like your personality. What if he's one of those like weird Columbia dudes though? And you're like, oh, this is my favorite movie. And then they're like, it's mine. And then, cause you know for a fact those fucking Columbia dudes love all the campy shit. All that campy shit. Every Columbia dude Kid is obsessed with the room. Is obsessed with the room. I've never seen the room. It's stupid. I want to see it so bad. Okay, so I'll add it to our list. Well, I have to see it first at Music Box in Chicago. No, you're not supposed to watch it. You have to watch it before then. Why? Because they bring all the fucking spoons and you can't hear anything because they, like, are making stupid jokes. First time I saw The Room was at the music box and I couldn't hear a fucking thing because everybody was, like, screaming at the screen and I had no idea what was going on. So you have to watch it beforehand. Okay, well, we will watch it for this and then I will go see it. The Midnight Showing at Music Box. It's like our our little theater here. We do Rocky Horror stuff in Chicago. Uh, it's a lot of fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend going. Um, yeah, so that's the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. We are undecided as to which movie we're going to be doing next time. Feel free to comment on our our email. Or we have a Facebook page, right? You made a Facebook Did you make a Facebook page? No, you're supposed to make a Twitter. I'm going to make a Twitter. So tweet us. So tweet us. Email, email us, us at ratedreallyeffingbad at gmail.com. That is rated really effing, F-I-N-G, bad. At gmail.com. Also, what we would love to hear from you guys is your own recordings telling us about your favorite B-movies. We've got a couple from our friend Laura that are truly hysterical. Um, And we'll be doing special episodes where we just listen to what you guys love about the worst in film. Um... Well, this was rated R for really fucking bad. Really fucking bad. With Leah and Claire. I hope you enjoyed this really fucking bad movie. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye.